His grace, Bazaini Prabhu. Today, Prabhuji is going to enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 16, Verse 2. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, kindly take over the call whenever you are ready. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Thank Hare you Krishna. very much, Mataji, for giving me this opportunity to speak on Srimad Bhagavatam. So, today we are reading from Canto 5, Chapter 16, and text number 2. Chapter 16 is entitled as the Description of a Jambu Dweeper. <coughs> so I will chant Mangalacharan and then we will go ahead and discuss. Om Jnanati Mirandasya Jnanamjana Salakaya Chakshuruan Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam yena bhutale Swayam rupa kadamayam Dadati swapadantikam Vandeham shri guruam shri yutapadakamalam Shri gurum vaishnavam Shri rupam sagrajatam Sahagana ragunatam kutam tam sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamscha Namavo Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Shri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Desatarine Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namine Gauratvise Namaha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rushabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpa Tarubhyascha Krupa Sindhu Bhyayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadara Srivasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare 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 Krishna <coughs> So 
Today I was see the second text number two. I am not reading the sloka. I am reading the translation. And the second verse do not have any purport. So we will just dis discuss very very briefly about uh, second verse and then we will move on to the third verse. Second verse, my dear Lord, the rolling wheels of Maharaj Premrata's chariot created seven ditches in which the seven oceans came into existence. Because of these seven oceans, Bhumandala is divided into seven islands. You have given a very general description of their measurements, names and characteristics. Now. I wish to know of them in detail, kindly fulfill my desire. So, Sukadeva Goswami, as he is explaining to Parikshit Maharaj about Maharaj Prayamvrat, as he described about Uttanupad, and after Uttanupad, then Dhruv Maharaj and Dhruv Maharaj's descendants. So at one point of time, there are no kings to rule the, the kingdom or to rule the entire planet Earth. So at, at the time, Narada Muni and the Lord Brahma, they requested Priyambrata, who is the brother of Uttanupath, to rule the entire Earth. Priyambrata, even though he is elder to Uttanupath, but he was more inclined in doing austerities and remained as a brahmachari. But then by the order of his guru and then at the same time the order of his, the first living entity, Brahma, that is Paramaguru, he accepted this uh, to rule the kingdom or to live his austerities which he is performing for his self-realization and then he becomes the king and then when he became a king then he started ruling the kingdom and Narudamuni started explaining about Priyamrata so at the same time he is explaining <coughs> about the entire uh, cosmic manifestation as such he is explaining about the Bhumandal <coughs> When you talk about Bhumandal, it, it, we normally refer to our Earth planet itself is a Bhumandal. Earth planet is a small dot in Bhumandal, what we are seeing, this Earth. Actually, uh, as Sukadeva Goswami is going to explain more and more about this Bhumandal, the Bhumandal, in the middle of the Bhumandal is the Meru Parvat. It says that the Bhumandal is just like a lotus flower. As in the middle is the Meru Parvat, which is made up of gold. And then this Bhumandal, as here is talking about, is divided into seven islands by his chariot wheels. So it's not this Bhumandal, of course, this Bhumandal is also having a seven seas, a Sapta Samudra. But it's not, Srimad Bhagavatam is not talking about this particular Bhumanda. 
Shrimad Bhagavatam is talking about the, the entire boom mandala, the whole. There is a Meru Parvat and there are seven mountains are there and then it is divided into seven islands and there are different different types of sea or oceans are available. So ocean with liquor, ocean with sugar, so like that. There are different different types of oceans are there. So which is very very complex to understand. Whereas uh, our small earth planet is attached as an object, as a dot to one place. So that's where uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, it, especially the fifth canto, tests our belief or our faith in the scriptures as such. So here it's talking about how uh, this Bhumandal is divided into seven islands as the chariot created seven ditches into the Bhumandal. So this Prabhupada did not write any purport. So I'm not really discussing about this particular verse. So we'll move on to the verse number three and there we will discuss. So, but again here, Parikshit Maharaj in the Sloka 2 is asking, is requesting his spiritual master that you had given a very general description of the measurements of the seven oceans and seven islands. So now he's saying, I wish to know them in detail. So kindly fulfillment is there. So he wanted to know in detail. Now, the question may arise in our mind. Now, this person is going to die within seven days. Now, why he would like to know about the geographical arrangement of this Bhumandal? Uh, why he is so interested in understanding these things? So, so partly that question will be answered by Srila Prabhupada here in this next verse in his purport. And I am reading a translation of Sloka 3. When the mind is fixed upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his external future made of material modes of nature, the gross universal form, it is brought to the platform of pure goodness. In that transcendental position, one can understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vasudeva, who, in his subtle form of self-effulgent and beyond the modes of material nature. Oh my Lord, please describe vividly how that form which covers the entire universe is perceived. Purport by His Divine Grace, Yesi Bhaktivedanta Swami Shira Prabhupada Ki Jai. Maharaj Parishit had already been advised by his spiritual master Sukadeva Goswami to think of the universal form of the Lord and therefore following the advice of his spiritual master he continuously thought of that form. The universal form is certainly material but because everything is an expansion of the energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead ultimately nothing is material therefore 
Parikshit Maharaja's mind was saturated with the spiritual consciousness. Srila Rupa Goswami has started Prapanchikatai Buddhya Harisambandivastuna Mukshabiparityago Vairagyam Palgukataite. Everything, even that which is material, is connected with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, everything should be engaged in the service of the Lord. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur translates this verse as follows Harisevaya Yahahaya Anukola Vishaya Balya Tahare Tyagahaya Bhula. One should not give up anything connected with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, thinking, thinking it material or enjoyable for the material senses. Even the senses when purified are spiritual. When Maharaj Parikshit was thinking of the universal form of the Lord, his mind was certainly situated on the transcendental platform. Therefore, although he might not have any idea, sorry, Martinast, he might not have had any reason to be concerned with the detailed information of the universe. He was thinking of it in relationship with the Supreme Lord. And therefore, such, a, such geographical knowledge was not material but transcendental. Elsewhere in Srimad Bhagavatam, Narad Muni has said, Idam hi Vishwam Bhagavan Ivataraha. The entire universe is also the Supreme Personality of Godhead, although it appears different from Him. Therefore, although Parishit Maharaj had no need for geographical knowledge of this universe, that knowledge was also spiritual and transcendental because he was thinking of the entire universe as an expansion of the energy of the Lord. In our preaching work also, we deal with so much property and money and so many books bought and sold. But because these dealings all pertain to the Krishna conscious movement, they should never be considered material. That one is observed in thoughts of such management does not mean that he is outside Krishna consciousness. If one rigidly observes the regulative principles of chanting 16 rounds of, of the Mahamantra every day, his dealings with the material world for the sake of spreading the Krishna consciousness movement are not different from the spiritual cultivation of Krishna consciousness. Very nicely explained by Srila Prabhupada. So the point Srila Prabhupada he makes is that Parikshit Maharaj is asking this question to Sukadev Goswami to explain it in detail as if you want to understand the geographical uh, way of Priyamvata Maharaj's kingdom. It's just like when we are in India if somebody comes from America or Western countries, we ask them to explain 
how that land looks like how the society is looking like there and how people behave and how the facilities are provided for people this is our understanding or our reason asking for this is that we would like to at least understand and enjoy those facilities or arrangements or the position of the society in those countries so there is a self sense gratification involved in that when we want to understand that but here parikshit maharaj is considering that the supreme personality of godhead in his uh material form which is known as the universal form which is considered as a material and asking sukadev goswami to explain geographical uh, information uh, explain geographically of king priyamrata's king priyamrata's kingdom so that he can uh, understand the extent of uh, supreme personality of godhead so it says that everything in this creation is belongs to krishna there is nothing as does not belong to krishna and if you see something which is not of krishna then we considered as consider that person is in illusion if you see anything in this entire creation when uh, we are not talking about spiritual or material whole creation that includes material world and as well as the spiritual world if you see anything other than krishna in this entire creation then we are in illusion that means we are not seeing krishna and that's what we are all in actually we are all in illusion because we are we are not seeing krishna in everything now to correct that then one has to practice devotional service so that we will uh, have the tendency to see like how parikshit maharaj is seeing right now everything that is belongs to krishna or everything is comparing with krishna so this is the same concept which shila propadi talks about in the last paragraph of this shloka that even though he is dealing with the managing of the temples he is dealing with so much amount of money he is dealing money comes out of distributing books and are raising funds in whatever the way you see but propadi is not seeing that anything different from krishna why because he is utilizing all that in the service of krishna like you must have heard this uh, the statements are this past time once when proper disciples were talking about one swami ji he is such a renounced person even if somebody wants to give him money he will say no 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 i don't want to touch money i am so renounced 
And Prabhupada said, oh, no, 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 I can take that money. Even if somebody wants, I can give a pose to take a photo. I am holding the money within my hands. So that is Prabhupada's consciousness. Why? Because Prabhupada is seeing everything is for the pleasure of Krishna. He is not utilizing that or he is not using it in any way for his own sense gratification. And same things we can see with uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur or even Srila Bhakti Vinoda Thakur. Bhakti Vinoda Thakur is working as a judge but then even though it appears to be externally he is doing a job and he is enjoying the facilities provided by British government where there is uh, a train comes till his house, comes to his home, picks him up and then goes to the <coughs> the town where he is working as a judge. So that much facilities British has provided for Bhaktivinoda Thakur. So it appears to be like he is enjoying very very lavish facilities and a job and uh, you know, lifestyle provided by government. It, it's very true. Yes, these are all appear to be very lavish. But then when we see his sadhana, when we see the way he has done his devotional service, and one can understand that he is uh, dealing with his job also as a matter of his duty as he is performing is the devotional service. It is uh, the job, it, it is also the part of his sadhana. That's how he has done that. He has not taken any pleasure in performing that job as such. It's just like uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he used to have a Rolls Royce. But he used that Rolls Royce not for going out for picnic or, uh, or, you know, showing off everybody that he is having Rolls Royce. He used to use that Rolls Royce for preaching purpose. So he utilized everything for the uh, pleasure, uh, for the sake of uh, spreading this movement. Now the similar concepts we can see in uh, uh, the scriptures also. Like somebody may be having a habit or they must have uh, doing some certain things which are not um, advised or recommended or in a way uh, not allowed to do in devotional service. But one may be doing it maybe for many reasons. Now, I am not discussing those things. For some reason, for many reasons, whatever, the, whatever may be the reason. Must have doing those activities. But then, when the situation uh, or when the, uh, when the circumstances demand, then one may 
situation may come, then one may have to do it. But then once that situation is over, and one should be moving away from that. So that's where it's called as, uh, the, it is a need of an hour at that time. So, like Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur using this car only for the sake of preaching, not for his sense gratification as such. Not for he is roaming around in the car and then to enjoy. He is seeing that car as a part of his preaching, as a part of his movement as such, to preach to people. He is utilizing that car in preaching. Like we see an example in uh, Mahabharata when Vyasadeva has been asked to come to Hastinapur by the order of his mother Satyavati and asked Vyasadeva to procreate children through Amba and Ambalika. So Vyasadeva did it by the order of his mother. So if, if you go to see, there, there may be people may talk about that. Oh, this is all like a prostitution. So, but you, you don't find Vyasadeva is, you know, going back again and again and again to enjoy with these ladies. If, if he has done that, then yes, one can think of that is the vyabichar. One can think of it as a prostitution. But then he did it for the sake of procreation, so that the dynasty will continue to move, continue to sustain or continue to be ruling the kingdom. And that too by order of his mother. It is not that Vyasadevis come there and then he told them, Oh yeah, I will do this too. So that's where we can see that is a need of an hour at that time. So the rituals are whatever the, that is performed. Vyasadev is not attached to these ladies as such. Vyasadev is more attached to his austerities, whatever he is performing. He is attached to his self-realization. He wanted to realize himself. He wanted to practice austerities. So that's where Vyasadev is more attached or he is more concentrated. And since it is the request of his mother, just he took that and he performed that activity on the request of his mother. So we don't see that this thing is happening again and again and again. Or, again, it's not that Mother Satyavati again called Vyasadeva to be with Kunti or Gandhari. No, you don't find it. In it. After that, that, that's the, that, that is the end of it, that's all. You don't find that again. When we miss this fine point, then what will happen? Then everything appears to be looks like, or everything 
everything uh, appears to be is a prostitution. Oh, what is this? How can we consider this is, uh, no, it's not a moral. This is an immoral thing. And, but when it talks about morality, morality in this material world is changes day by day. Every day it changes. Morality, morality of this material world is not constant. I keep saying this thing. Back in India, if you go at least few years back, even thinking of a boy and girl staying together, living together, it's never heard of it. I can't, can't even, can't even think about it. But the courts of India itself now agreed that that is okay. And what we talk about the morality, and how can we point morality of Krishna, who is enjoying with the gopis? or who is enjoying with other wives, other's wife. Because that we consider that as a morality. So, uh, when we talk about the morality, that we ask them what he has done is not proper, but then yes, one should see in the bigger picture. What is that in the bigger picture? Is it that he is going every day to them, or he is going is coming back to the kingdom and then uh, enjoying with them. Uh, that, that he did it, whatever he has to do, just by the order of his mother. That is needed at the time. He did it and then there was never a connection between them. And that's the spiritual. There's no attachment. Like somebody asking Srila Prabhupada, why you are making such a big, big temples? Is it Prabhupada is attached to the temples? And the Prabhupada tells them, no, I can sit under the tree. Would you like to come? When I sit under the tree and learn from me, you don't come. Only when I build big temples, that time you are attracted to the temples. And that's how you come to me. That's how I can able to preach to you. Otherwise, you don't come to me if I sit under the tree. I am happy. I am satisfied sitting under the tree and performing my bhajan. But would you? Will you? That is the question. And that's the reason we are building the temples. Big, big temples. Gorgeous temples we are building. So that people seeing that, oh, wow. And then they come to see the temple. Not because of our preaching are not because of they are interested in learning the things. So, the Parishad Maharaj is asking this question to his spiritual master, is totally spiritual. Because he is, is totally in, in spiritual consciousness. As Prabhupada says in the first opening uh, words of his purport, that since Sukadeva Goswami is told him to think as universal form is this whole material world is compared to the universal form. So he started thinking about that. 
So his whole consciousness is merged with that. So he wanted to know more about the universal form. That's why he wanted to know more about the geographical information of the uh, entire universal form. Since universal form is material, and that's how the entire material world is is considered to be the universal form. So that's what he is asking: how and what. So universal form is considered as the material form. So this universal form is not available in the spiritual world. It is only to this material world. That's why it is a temporary universal form. It's not. You don't find is one of the avatar of Krishna as a universal form. Why is that universal form is needed? Because for materialist. They want everything to be grand. If if somebody is the powerful, means he has to be so strong and so big, and then that's how one has to be, and that's how one can consider them as to be powerful. So there is nothing is impossible for God. That is the conception. That that's that's it is. That is it actually. But then, if somebody wants to conceive that, how is that one is nothing can be impossible? When they see the universal form, then they can understand. Wow! Yes, he is a grand. This is the supreme Lord. That's how they can understand. That's where Krishna shows. Of course, Krishna very very elaborately explains in Bhagavad Gita. I mean, that is. Bhagavad Gita, if you see, especially universal form, there are three ways the universal form is described. One is what Sanjay is seeing in the universal form, and what Arjuna is seeing in the universal form, and what Krishna talks about the universal form. The so three ways it has been described in the uh, Bhagavad Gita about the universal form. And of course, again, there is a questions about the universal form. Like as Krishna tells this to Arjuna that you are the one who is seeing it. Nobody else has seen before, seen now, or seeing in the future also. Or Krishna says that nobody else seen this universal form. And the question comes that wow, that Krishna also showed to in the to Duryodhan in the in the assembly of the kings in Astinapur. Prabhupada writes the purport that Krishna shown the partial universal form. It's not the full. Whereas to Arjuna, Krishna is showing the full universal form. So there, in that universal form, also is explains about so many things. How Krishna is looking like in that universal form. So it's considered universal form is the material, so that we, the person who is materially immersed. in this material world can understand this material world as a universal form and that's how one can develop awe and reverence towards the supreme lord one can develop it can be through fear and then comes the respect and through the respect then one can slowly situate themselves in Mode of goodness as they worship the universal. Uh, that's where in the purport is talking about uh, in the translation. And then 
as they situated in the mode of goodness and then slowly they can understand the vasudeva the supreme personality of godhead and um, and that's where the shila propadi talks about is comparing that he gives uh, uh, he explains about the verses which is spoken by rupa goswami and then narada muni talks about that there is nothing material in this material world the creation of the supreme lord because everything belongs to the supreme in a way if you consider everything is spiritual there is nothing is material in this world as such i mean if you try to look at it in a different way as i mentioned it uh if you are not seeing a supreme lord in the in the entire creation that means we are in illusion or if you see anything other than krishna then we are in a illusion everything everything is created or we can see the hand of krishna in everything as such okay so i'll stop here and then see if anybody has any any questions or comments Krishna, are you all there? Yes, Prabhu Ji, Hare Krishna. Thank you so much for this Nectarian class. And I don't have any question, but I will open the forum for the voted. If you, if they have any question, please go ahead. Thank you, Prabhu Ji, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Hare Krishna, Prabhu Ji, Dandas Pranav. Glorious Prasir Prabhupada. So we know that uh, this uh, Sagar, the seas are Varun Dev. So when uh, Lord Prabhupada made this uh, seven seas, like uh, he... He was representing Varun Dev or his blessings or how? No, no, he is, uh, he is not representing anyone as such. So Priyamrat, he is having a chariot when he, uh, when he drew the chariot. That chariot created seven, as it mentions in the uh, second verse, it created seven ditches. we can understand how big the chariot is and in that ditches is filled with uh, the water and that's how the seven seas are created and then as well as the seven islands were created it's uh, the whole thing is known as a jambu dweep i mean we are actually part of jambu dweep that's where we see when we are performing any uh, spiritual activities when you perform fire sacrifice or anything then you get to hear this jambu dweep hmm. 
ಜಂಬೂದ್ವೀಪೇ ವಿ ಟಾಕ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ವಿ ಟಾಕ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಭಾರತ್ ವರ್ಷ ಭರತ್ ವರ್ಷ ಸೊ ಇಫ್ ಯು ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ದೇರ್ ಈಸ್ ಆಕ್ಚುಲಿ ವಂಡರ್ಫುಲ್ ಯೂಟ್ಯೂಬ್ ವೀಡಿಯೋ ದೇರ್ ಆರ್ ಮೆನಿ ವೀಡಿಯೋಸ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಚುಲಿ ದ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಎಂಟೈರ್ ಭೂಮಂಡಲ್ ಈಸ್ ವೆರಿ ನೈಸ್ಲಿ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೈನ್ಡ್ it's uh, like as per the vedic understanding it's all uh, kind of a plates a plate after plate bhumandal uh, bhuloka then bhuvarloka swargaloka so these are all considered to be the plates of plate after plate one plate on top of another plate but in that plate again if you go one particular plate and that particular plate is known as the entire plate is known as a bhumanda earth is not again is not just our earth is not considered as a bhumanda the whole earth which is again part of that entire bhumanda is uh, small dweepa known as a jambu dweepa and we are attached to that jambu dweepa somewhere in that jambu dweepa we are there um so it it is very uh yes prabhu the america is also jambudeep or only india is jambudeep <laughs> prabhu that's what i'm saying you are still uh, what we call we are still in a well prabhu we are thinking this well itself is the entire thing no there is a ocean this our jambu dweep is such a huge thing our earth is a dot in the jambu dweep it is just a dot in jambu dweep it's a small dot in jambu dweep we are not we are connected to jambu dweep but not jambu dweep so america and all those things these we are actually if you understand this bhumandal then we can we can understand how insignificant we are actually the, the entire bhumandal itself is such a big in that jambudweep is a small dot in that small dot we are again a tiny 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 dot in jambudweep very tiny dot so jambudweep is a different we are part of jad jambuti no america or india or australia these are jujubes nothing we can't even see from the point of spiritual world when you go to spiritual world we may not able to see earth planet we may not able to see bharatvarsha such a small dot we are in. Okay, so he's talking about sukadev goswami is talking about priyamvrata was actually ruling the entire bhumandal in that bhumandal jambudweep is the one small dweepa again that is a dweepa small island we are attached to that island that island itself is very big again when we go close to that like we may talk about singapore is like a small place but then actually if you go to singapore then 
traveling in singapore it takes maybe 1 hour 2 hours 3 hours it's a dark to me it does not mean that we can walk from this place to this end to that end of singapore it may not be possible even if you drive it will take maybe 2 3 hours that that's how it is so the same way jambudweep is such a big thing but then uh, when you look at from the point of view of uh, spiritual world it's a just a dot we may not able to see also properly that there is jambudweep or there is bharatvarsha so he was ruling the entire bhumandal in that bhumandal then in the jambudweep when he was using his chariot and that's how it created seven seas and that's how it is divided into seven uh, islands as such that okay prabhu yes thank you thank you okay any other questions comments Hare Krishna Prabhu ji idhar pranam aur gurushi sala prabhu very nice class prabhu ji thank you so much Hare Krishna Mahadev prabhu thank you for encouraging Hare Krishna dandat pranam to everyone thank you everyone for joining today's class thank you prabhu ji for giving such a beautiful devotional class if anyone has any comment or question please continue So I just had an addendum question uh, to that first one. Uh, so this uh, seven, uh, some of some of the places, some videos I see that uh, these seven uh, uh, continents are referred to as the seven islands and the seven seas, uh, oceans are considered seven. So that is not correct, bro. That is, that is correct, bro. That is correct, but. our understanding is when we talk about the seven islands and seven seas immediately we think that that is uh, our seven uh, oceans hindu mahasamudra and then pacific ocean no they, they are not the same oh. things uh, all those seven islands are nothing but uh, europe asia no 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 we are oh. not that that is that's what i'm saying that is much much bigger than what we are thinking The, mm-hmm. those are all the seven islands are the different that is in jambu dwipa near meru parvat those are the jambu those are the seven seas actually not this uh, our seven seas it is just like uh, then ex- another example i keep always uh, uh, before come to devotional service i used to think and i used to really ridicule our uh, scriptures um it says that when hiranyaksha is you know digging earth then earth fell into ocean i used to wonder what is this how can this earth can fell into the ocean ocean is a part of the entire earth planet then how can this earth falls into the earth what nonsense is this then, pardon prabhu that was the garuda kosh yes unless otherwise you have the full picture then it is difficult to understand Uh, because our conception is only to this well and we stuck into this well and now we are trying to imagine how the ocean is big means it may be two two times of this well or three times of this well 
and that's where we think so our conception is always uh, well is the only thing which we know so everything we think is we think in terms of well itself how big is means is five wells 10 wells or 100 wells or 1000 times of this well so like that we think so the same way so this uh, when premrata is making this seven islands and then seven earths so not this seven earths and not this seven islands that jambudvipa that is having a different islands in shrimad bhagavatam clearly explains actually what are the different different names of those islands so those islands are nowhere compared to uh, are, they are not our islands actually they are much much bigger okay any other questions or comments end with the prayer then okay ಪಾತಿಭ್ಯೋ ವೈಷ್ಣವ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ವೈಷ್ಣವ್ಯ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತ್ ಜಯ ಜಯ